Welcome to Fake Gamer Bro. I am your fakest gamer bro, Jackie, aka Jax, pronouns they, them. And I'm here to talk about mobile games I love and hate and love to hate. And once again, I'm joined by a new co-host today, uh, Cam. Cam, do you want to uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Hi, I'm Cam. Any pronouns. I have the cutest dog in the world. And I'm really happy to be here because I honestly also really love mobile games and I don't think they get talked about enough and I kind of want them to be seen as like legitimate video games in their own right. So good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually uh, recently talking about how um, I was trying to like look up how various like mobile game genres started. Like I was thinking about merge games and there's just like no information on it. The only information you can get is if you're creating games and you're trying to figure out like, oh, well, merge games are really good right now or casual game or whatever. So yes, I also want them to be more researched and talked about and treated like legit games. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it is just that they're kind of a more recent development than other video games. So they might take a while to become sort of legitimized in people's eyes. And a lot of people see them as just like casual or, oh, anybody can do that. So it doesn't count or whatever. But maybe with another couple decades or so, people will start looking into that more. Yeah, I think it's an issue with that. And it's so easy for people who basically just make apps just so you can look at ads right and pretend that they're games that people get i think people just get burnt out by downloading a game and seeing it's 90 percent ads or just getting like scammed like a game isn't what it was advertised as or whatever that's also a huge problem yeah that's something i, I do want to research for a future episode is like um because you know like when you see game advertisements on tv on the bottom it will say like not actual gameplay footage right but there's like nothing that for mobile ads so i, I definitely want to look into like advertising standards for mobile games because it's crazy one game i'm really excited to talk about because i do spend a lot of time talking about playing more like uh casual games or card games or or things like that but death palette death palette is an amazing like you know something that people think of as more of like a traditional game i forget how did you come across this game so i actually there's this horror gaming youtuber that i love Partially just because his content is good and partially because he will play any horror game. It could be a mobile game. It could be an indie game. It could be from a game jam. I don't know how he finds them all, but he will play any horror game he comes across and give it a fair shot and give it like a fair commentary and critique, like his own opinion. And I really appreciate that. And so I actually saw this in a thumbnail, but the game looked so interesting just from the thumbnail that I didn't actually watch the video. I went and played it for myself first. And then watch the video because I didn't want it to be like spoiled. Um, but yeah, that's how I came across it. Yeah. So how I described this game in a, a tweet, because I recently made a thread with just like some of my mobile game wrecks. So there is a painting that is possessed, question mark. And you, an artist, have to paint what the painting wants. And while you do that and try not to die in the process, because there are billions of ways to die in that game, <laughs> yeah, you find out the history of the other artists who came before you and the history of the painting itself. Yeah, it's got like, it's got like a little bit of everything. There's like, it's a puzzle game for sure. It's got like some minor kind of escape room elements. If you like those kind of games, like you have to look around for items and use them in certain ways. Um, and if you use them in the wrong way, you die. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a fun game. It's got great environments, great art, great everything. Yeah, yeah. The art is definitely unique. And it definitely, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yeah, yeah I have to play this game. It uses color pretty well because a lot of it's very dark. And the painting itself starts out as black and white, correct? Yes. 
yeah. And so you slowly add color to the painting. It's very unique. And you're just in this alternate world where all you can do is paint this painting and like go to sleep till the next day that you paint some more. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaky. And I like that too. It's not, um, some of the deaths you could arguably call jump scares, but not really. It's definitely more of an atmospheric horror and I really appreciate that. I definitely prefer that. Oh, same. I, I can't do jump scares at all. Like Bioshock gets me <laughs> for jump scares, um, much less like many other games. Yeah, it's it's definitely more atmospheric horror and like concept horror than like super gory or or jump scares or anything like that. Um, it's got a really good story too. I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, but definitely just a very enjoyable experience overall. I think, and I think the way the story is kind of fed to you is um, kind of well integrated with the gameplay. And it's just really fun figuring everything out and everything makes sense with the story too. Like everything is related to it in some way and everything ties back together into this neat little package. And I really appreciate that too. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's the story because you, you have the story of you doing the thing with the painting and then you have the everything else that happened around this painting that you find out like non-linearly. Right. It, it's definitely a very fun game. The puzzles are challenging enough to where like there are some that you definitely feel smart for figuring out but not so challenging that you want to put the game down forever (laughs) right right oh man no I feel (laughs) I get really easily frustrated sometimes so that was definitely a nice challenge level for me I'm definitely looking forward to see if they're uh the person who made this is going to make more games I think there was like I I looked it up and they had like an older game that I don't know, just from the art and stuff kind of looked like it was more of a concept building up to Death Palette than anything. Kind of like how Deltarune was the story that Toby Fox wanted to tell and Undertale's just what happened first. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. And I think that's actually something that happens a lot with mobile games, actually. I think that's one interesting kind of maybe freedom that mobile game developers have that maybe other game developers don't have as much unless they're like super indie devs that are just already doing their own thing anyway and aren't super concerned about the money and have the time to indulge these ideas and build up upon them. I feel like if you're a mobile game developer, you have more of a freedom to make a first game and then be like, well, that wasn't quite what I wanted to make. So I'm going to make the second game and release that too. And I'll probably still make some money off of this because it's a mobile game and people are maybe more willing to give that a try because they're like cheaper and they're easier to access and just all these different factors that go into it and I think that's really cool yeah it's definitely a a pro because there's so many ways to get games into apps like farm rpg the the game I've been playing a lot and I mentioned on the last episode is just like a website that they put onto an app like they didn't make a whole new app they just took the website and appified it (laughs) like (laughs) yeah and uh and yeah and it's really like there was no like super hard work that had to be done with that there's there's a lot of easy tools to get that i uh i dabble in writing uh like interactive fiction and in a lot of the programs i use it's like oh yeah just use phone gapped a uh a mobile app out of it and it's pretty easy to do so yeah uh, phone games are definitely like pretty accessible and like really easy to just download and uh spend a few minutes on to see if you like it then like i don't know sometimes when i sit down on my computer i'm like okay i'm doing something now versus just like opening a mobile game (laughs) yeah yeah mobile games are just interesting overall i don't know there's a lot of different directions you could go with that conversation for sure yeah i i will say that one mobile game that does take over your life way more than most mobile games is mystic fucking messenger (laughs) 
brilliant transition to know <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but oh my god, I could talk about this game for like seven years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to give a, a quick description of Mystic Messenger? Oh my god. All right. Yes. Um, okay. So it's a dating game. So if it's not if that's not like your thing, then like you Played might anyway. not like it. It's pretty. It's, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty unique for a dating game. Just you know, if you don't like cute boys, then whatever. But. <laughs> So the premise is, although it also kind of depends on which route you take, but anyway, you're this girl and you find this phone and I think the phone only has the one app on it and it has, it's just this chat app and then a mysterious person messages you and you don't know who it is and he's like trying to get you to talk to him, trying to get you to meet up with him and you're like, what's going on? Whose phone is this? I don't know. And then eventually, once you get through this little intro sequence, it glitches out and you end up in this chat room that you should not be in because it's a very secret chat room. But magically, mystically, you might say, uh, <laughs> you end up in this chat room with these with these five characters. There's other characters that come in, but these five main characters, these five boys. And the whole game is basically just uh, talking to these boys and learning about them. And you can go down the different routes with the different boys, and there's good endings and bad endings. But the main, I don't want to say gimmick, the main uh, conceit of this game is that it operates in real time, which can make it kind of difficult to play, but also I feel like makes a lot of sense for probably the target audience of like teenage girls who probably would be able to stay up that late and dedicate that much time to a game. But it's still a really neat concept because you don't see a lot of games do that, obviously, and it's a 24-hour cycle, so chats will pop up at like 3 a.m. and it feels realistic because like yeah sometimes you have friends and they're randomly awake at 3 a.m. and they want to talk to you and maybe you're awake too and then you can talk to them and so it just really adds to kind of the character of the game and gets you a lot more invested in it I feel like you know it has its pros and cons. No absolutely and and what I think about the the real-time stuff is because like there's some other games I've played like uh, Lifeline and Oh God, there's this other game that has such a long title I can never remember, but it's like, it updates you in real time. Like they'll say, I'm going to go do something and it might be an hour or seven hours or something later before it happens. But like, then it's always waiting for you to respond. This, like if they message you at three in the morning and you're not up, you're just getting a chat log of like them talking to themselves. Yeah. Like seeing if you're up when you're not, they just talk to themselves a little bit and then they log off or you'll miss like phone calls and stuff from them. Yeah, it's totally, it's a super intense element of realism that I think. I feel like other, like, it feels kind of like a brave choice in a way, to be honest with you. Like, it's a super unique concept, and there's a lot of ways that it could, like, not work out. And I think it's really cool that they decided to try it anyway. Um, and obviously it worked, because it's a really popular game. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely the fact that you can miss things that happen, and they still talk to themselves and each other like actual people, and their lives don't revolve around you. It's a really cool experience. Yes. Uh, one correction I will make from your, your description earlier is there are four boys and one girl. Oh, this is true. I haven't played in a while. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> How could I forget Behi? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, they totally have, like, her route as being, like, not actually romantic, but, like, it is. Your girlfriends, it's fine. Yeah, it's, I think... What happened there is, so the original route was platonic, and then I mm -hmm. think they got a lot of fan feedback that were like, hey, it would be kind of cool if maybe it wasn't platonic, and then they were yeah. like, oh, okay, and then they gave us, like, the Valentine's DLC, and they were like, there you go, now she's your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to do the, the Valentine's DLC, because I haven't done that yet, because, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of DLC for, like, each of the characters. 
Oh yeah, the DLC is great too. Um, but yeah, I think the one thing that really confirmed kind of the romantic side of that now, there's this one particular screen I remember seeing and like freaking out about because I was like, oh my god, they're actually gay. It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> it was one of the birthday screens. It was Jamie's birthday. It was one of the, because one of the things they do is they'll have um, special CGs for like holidays and characters' birthdays that show up on the start screen. And so one of them was for Jaehee's birthday and it was Jaehee, the main character, just hanging out in somebody's bedroom and they were chilling and eating cake together and they both had either engagement or wedding rings on and it was so cute. Oh, it was the cutest thing. That's adorable. I love it. I love uh, like all the different characters, um, you know, especially like towards the beginning, they are just like stereotypes because that's how it is in dating games is you have your archetypes of, of characters that you delve into as you, as you go on. Right. Right. And yeah, yeah. There's a, there's definitely bad endings you can get in that game. (laughs) (laughs) That's another cool thing about the game is like, it gets pretty heavy, like topic wise and not in like a super dramatic soap opera way. Like it's actually really compelling drama. Yeah. And uh, there's this whole like bigger story that you get pieces of from each of the different characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I still haven't finished all the routes. Like there are the extra routes after you complete the five main ones. Uh, then you unlock like two other characters. Yeah, I still haven't done those either. Yeah, and they give you a a bigger picture of what's going on, um, where it's like basically you're taking the place of this this other character because I I think you find out early on is like there was this other character, this woman who was connected to the five in various ways, and she died. And that's kind of like what a lot of what they're dealing with is you're stepping in and taking her place, like helping organize this party. And they all have different like reactions and struggles with that. Yeah, um, I did forget to mention that part is that they're all part of this party planning committee for charity. And then the girl who was in charge of it died about a year before you end up in this uh, chat room. And then you end up kind of helping plan the next party because they haven't done it since she died. Actually, it might have been two years. I don't remember the exact timeline. But yeah, that is that is an important part to establish is that that's kind of your role here. And that's why you get to stay in the chat and become friends with everyone because you're helping them out with this thing. Yeah. And not only you stay in the chat, you stay in the house. Like the address that the mysterious person at the beginning sends you is the house yeah. of this person who died. And you're in there. Yeah, it's her, it's her apartment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The apartment. And it's like, oh, cool. You just live in her apartment now, though. Yeah. And then like at, at, at some point there's like bombs and you can't leave or the bombs will explode. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> like at first they don't want you to leave because like, oh, well now you know the secret information and we can't have that. And then yeah. it's like, no, nah, there are bombs. <laughs> you'll, you'll literally die. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, I think one of the, I think one of the bad endings actually involves the bombs going off if I remember correctly. You know, it might. It's, I think it's like, I think it's like you sung like, I mean, I don't, oh, it's one ending, you know, whatever. It, just to give you an idea. You sung, I think, is upset because you're not like communicating with everyone or something like that. And so he comes to rescue you or whatever. Then Seven's like, oh, Seven's another character. <laughs> so Seven's like, wait, I haven't shut off the bombs. They're going to die. And then Yu Sung comes in and trips the bombs and you both die. Himbo, Yu Sung. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Yeah, it's interesting because different routes will have different stakes. Not every route will have the, oh my God, there are bombs in your house stakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just very very funny going back and forth between all that that and yeah, it's 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 nice. Like the the characters are all interesting for a variety of different reasons. 
Personally, with Yusung, I I think he's a trans girl. I think he's an egg. Aw, that's cute. Like, he just keeps talking about his own masculinity and how to be, like, a real man so much. I'm like, it's fine. You're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I used to kin the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's them trans vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, he's a gamer, so. Yeah. No, trans girl gamer. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And there's like, I gotta, I'm sorry, I gotta talk about the meta aspects. Cause like, oh, absolutely. There's some playing around with that. And actually, I kind of, I think I kind of lied earlier when you were talking about um, what you haven't played because I've actually played all of the five main character routes. And the ones I haven't played are like the girl who died and then her fiance and then another character that we won't talk about because that's major fucking spoilers. But <laughs> so those are the routes I haven't played, but I've played all the other ones. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Too. Okay. I haven't okay. played the the ones okay. you like the the secret characters. Right, yes, secret. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely some meta aspects that really come into play when you start playing those like secret routes, but there's still definitely some elements and like jokes here and there. There's one particular character that seems to be more aware of everything than everybody else and he'll say things every now and again where you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> But I, I, I wanted to say that because I really want to talk about like my favorite bad ending because I always think it's so funny and it's it sounds weird to say it's funny because it's bad but yeah <laughs> I just okay so again minor spoilers but there's like 700 endings so don't worry about it <laughs> so this is a new songs route I did new songs route first because I love him and there's this one bad ending this might be able to happen in everybody's route actually I'm not sure. Oh, no, this is before you choose a route. That's right. You don't get assigned a route until the fifth day, which can suck if you don't get the character you want and you have to start over. But anyway, so if you just don't talk at all, if you start the game and then you just don't do anything for like four days, you'll unlock like a special chat where Yusung's just going ape shit and he's just like, I don't, none of this is real and she, nothing's ever going to be okay and I'm freaking out. Da, da, da. And then the next morning, there's like another chat where everyone's like, where's Yusung? He just ran away. <laughs> oh my God. It's like he disappeared. I don't understand. He's talking about us all being robots. And now he's just like gone and we have to go find him. And then... Uh, the part that I always found funny is that when everybody else has left the chat room, Jay, he's the only one left. And she like sasses you. She's <laughs> like, she talks directly like to the player and she's like, uh, next time, make a choice before proceeding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that is a bad end. <laughs> that's so funny. I love her. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, um, there is, uh, I do want to say that there is an option for microtransactions in this game because you have to like, mm-hmm. um, I forget, do you unlock each day or is it you can just unlock like if you miss the 3 a.m. chat, you can unlock the 3 a.m. chat? There's a lot you can do. So the in-game currency is hourglasses, which you can buy with real money or you can earn through gameplay. It's kind of, oh, right. No, you earn hearts through gameplay and then you can trade in like 100 hearts for one hourglass. It's one of those deals. Yeah, hourglasses, you can use to unlock past chats, yes. You can also use, um, there's a button where you can unlock all of the chats for the next 24 hours. You can just go through them all at once. But do be careful with that. Look up how to use it before you use it, because otherwise you are going to mess it up and you're going to be mad. (laughs) So just be careful. And then also, uh, I think you can also use them to unlock like past DLCs. You can use them to unlock the special route. And I I think that's it. But yeah, you can buy hourglasses with real money. You shouldn't need to, but you might. But like they're super cheap anyway. It's not super, like super bad although i will say 
I think, so making phone calls, so you can receive phone calls from any character, okay? But you do get extra content for calling characters. The only problem with that is that you have to pay to do that. And the only way to do that is to buy quote unquote calling cards for each character, or you can buy like the overall calling card. I don't remember if you can do that with hourglasses or if that's just straight money, but that is a kind of annoying thing. It's not necessary for gameplay, but if you want to be able to call characters and get some extra dialogue with them, you kind of have to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the only reason you'd need to buy hourglasses if you is like maybe for all of the DLC yeah. Because, yeah, I, I did want to note that because there's another dating game I like, uh, the Arcana, except it is so fucking expensive to play. They're like, well, you technically don't have to buy this and you just won't get the romance scenes. I'm like, then what's the point of playing a dating sim? Yeah, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that show so much. Yeah, the romance continues, but you don't get like the the image of you doing the romantic thing and the scene of it happening. It's just like you keep dating and just boring shit happens. Yeah, it's so cheap. Yeah, and just like in order to buy like even just one route in that game is an insane amount of money. Um, which like you can technically earn like with mini games and stuff and like daily. But in this in, in Mystics Messenger, you can legitimately play the game without buying. Yeah, for sure. Like you can definitely earn enough hourglasses just through playing to buy all of the routes, at least I'm pretty sure. You might also have enough for some DLC if you want. So yeah, it really is only if you want to unlock absolutely everything that you might need to spend some money. But you know, by that point, you played so much of it, you can throw a couple bucks at it. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're that invested in it, then yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good time. I mean, to have a game that doesn't have any ads or anything, it's um... oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. No, no ads whatsoever. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is a genuinely fun game. Like just because all the routes are so unique. But they all do, like, go to this bigger story that you just can't understand without doing all the routes. Right, yeah. So you can definitely enjoy the routes on their own, but if you want to get the full story, then, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a satisfying ending with the character you chose, but but yeah, you just know that there's more going on. Yeah, there's always hinting at, like, the background stuff. Draws you in. <laughs> yeah. I also want to mention, just as a quick note, so this game was originally in Korean, not surprising, but the English translation, super, super good. So good. You, like, almost wouldn't even know that it wasn't originally in English, um, and they reference- Except for the phone calls are all in. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, they they have um, English subtitles, but the voices are in Korean, yes. And I don't know which memes are popular where, but they use memes that were popular at the time, in America at least, and it's it's really funny when they do, like- the fact that does Juman Han is gay is canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what route that is. You're gonna have to find out for yourself, but it's really Yeah, maybe that was Zen. That sounds like something that would happen I, in Zen. I think so. I think so. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that's it's great. It's um, but yeah, they just did a really good job with porting it over. It just, it's a really, it's a really good experience. It's really fun. Um, and there's, oh my gosh, there's just so many moments where you're going to like be obsessively screenshotting and be like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Even in routes, I didn't like as much as other routes. I still just had to like, yeah. out a shit ton of screenshots <laughs> yeah. after I was done. Uh, these, these kids are hilarious. <laughs> they are. Cause you know, my favorite 707. Right. Which, you know, people call me fucking, it's like, oh, of course, it's the redhead with glasses who does goofy things. Like, yeah. 707 is a popular one. 
He's like my second favorite because I'm biased and I love you, Sung. I mean, that's fair. Your song's very cute. And a gamer. And, you know, we all love gamers. And a gamer. <laughs> so definitely check out Mystic Messenger if you haven't already. I mean, you should have. It's been out for years. Year. I think, was it 2016 or was it before that? Um, I don't know. Like, between me graduating from high school to, like, now is just all a <laughs> yeah. blur. Yeah, I feel it. I, I think it came out in 2016. Don't quote me, but I think it that sounds about right. Um, and like, again, you might have to pay money if you want to do this right off the bat. But if you really can't commit to the 24 hour thing, which is super understandable, you can, like I said, buy days in advance and you could just go through, there's no limit to it. You could just go through an entire route like that, just buying chats in 24 hour chunks. So you can do them all at once, experience it without having to be uh, beholden to that real time element. Just again, look up how to do it before you do it. I, I just really need to do that. You want to make sure you're doing it right because otherwise you're going to lock yourself out of a bunch of chats and just have to start all over and it's going to be super annoying. So that that's my warning. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say to try to at least do the uh, the real-time stuff first because it gives you like that sort of experience. And yeah, like the game knows you're not going to get every single chat if you're actually doing it like that. Yeah, you do not need to do 100% of the chats. That's only for like your own completion. Like, oh, I want to interact with them as much as possible sake. Like you don't have to. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's very nice to just, just do it all with the out. But I definitely get being impatient and want just to get it, get it all done. It's like. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'm going to have it in my history on this computer. There's this one specific site that I used all the time when I played that had like walkthroughs and also like if you want the good ending you have to com be complete like a minimum of 60 percent of chats on this day or whatever it had like all kinds of good info like that um it was such a tome something oh my god and then also the uh you had to get in touch with people who would like come to the party and you had to say the right things to them oh yeah oh my god i, I completely forgot about that moment that's right because you're planning a party oh I was just remembering, it's like, I feel like I had multiple tabs open for this. What else was there? It's like, yes, inviting people to the party. Yeah, so that's pretty straightforward. It's just you get an email from a guest and then you exchange up to three emails with them and you have to give the correct response each time. And if you mess up the first time, they won't come. And then if you mess up the second time, they'll be like, oh, maybe you'll come. And then the if you get through all three, then they're guaranteed to be there. Um, and you have to get like a minimum number of guests for like the good ending. And if you don't get enough guests, but you do okay on the route, then you get like a normal ending, I think is how it works. Yeah, I think it's something like that. But yeah, so there is that element too. And there's, there will be, uh, it's not just random characters, like some of them are, but some of them are like... Long cat. Yeah, some of them are like parodies of memes or uh, real celebrities. Like, I distinctly remember uh, Gordon Lamsey, I think, is what they oh, ended up yes. calling him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was him. I mostly remember Long Cat because it was Long Cat. Long Cat was good. Long Cat was good. And Zen was like, "Don't invite Long Cat," and I'm like, "I'm inviting Long Cat." Long Cat's Long Cat's funny because you, I think you actually do need to look that up because his emails are entirely meows. Yes. <laughs> so you're you're just kind of guessing otherwise. Yeah, uh, it's it's hilarious. Like some like you can like figure out just from your basic knowledge or like context clues. And some is like, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, some of them are just dumb. So yeah, don't feel bad if you have to like look up a guide or something. Like it happens. Yeah, there's there's plenty of guests that you can still. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the number of guests that you need for a good ending is 
15 too, which is not a lot. So don't super stress because you'll probably get emails from like 30 to 45 people over the course of a route. So, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's all, it's not super difficult. Like they do have a challenge in there to where you actually have to like pay attention to stuff, but not like so much that the guides are necessary. We just like them because we want to do everything right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. What's the name of that freaking website? I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. It's Atome something. It's got like a lot of different Atome walkthroughs, but Mystic Messenger ones are really good. They can, it can also tell you, um, this site has like a walkthrough that is just the chat time. Oh. So you know when they're going to happen um, without any of the answers to the messages. So you don't like spoil yourself or whatever. It helps because... When you get a chat, you don't have to do it right at the time you get it. You have until the next chat shows up. So it can help to know, oh, this chat's happening at 3 a.m. This chat's happening at 8 a.m. So I'm going to wake up at like 7.30 to do the 3 a.m. chat before the 8 a.m. one shows up. You know, things like that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes it a lot easier. It's better than, uh, I forget what this game was called, but after I replayed Mystic Messenger, I downloaded a bunch of, uh, uh, how do you say the word Oda, o, Otome? I, I don't know. I say Otome, but I don't know how you pronounce it. <laughs> a bunch of dating games. And there was one that also included like real time stuff. And it was with angels, angels and demons, or was it just angels? Either way, it wanted you to like meet up at specific times. And it was really strict about those times. And it was bad at giving notifications. And it was just a mess. Like it was impossible to like play and get good results in. Yeah, that's that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was a neat concept, but uh. Yeah, and I think that actually is another comment on how well Mystic Messenger executed on that because it can be really easy to mess up an element like that. It's delicate. You have to handle it correctly or it ends up just being no fun at all. Yeah, absolutely. You never feel like punished necessarily for missing a chat. Yeah, like you still get content out of it. It's literally just like if you want the absolute top tier, most immersive experience that you would want to get like every chat. Otherwise, it's still fun. It's still a good game. You still get dialogue and we still can win, quote unquote. It's kind of cool. It's good that it has like different options for how casually or how intensely you want to play and you can still get a good enjoyment out of it and a good game out of it. Especially with all the other dating games I've been trying, it's very hard to get that. That's why I don't do a lot of dating games. I don't even remember why I tried Mystic Messenger. I don't remember where I heard about it or what, but I know once I was in, I was in. Because <laughs> it's, it's so good. There's another dating mobile game that is in progress right now that I'm slightly keeping up with. What is it called? It's like the Sunset Hour or something about the photography, you know? Like Golden Hour? Or? Yeah, Golden Hour. That's what it's called. Yeah, I just know the term. I don't know the game, but... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it was named after Golden because it's it's Golden Hour and it's it's slowly unlocking. It hasn't gotten a lot of content out. You kind of just have like the very beginning of the game of you going to the school and meeting a lot of the characters and stuff. It's something I'm I'm keeping an eye on. I think they had a couple updates I haven't uh, gotten to yet because I'm I'm fine waiting for more to come out so I can binge through a bunch of it. For sure. But uh, they have a Discord, Ooh. so if you get into the game and like it, you can hop in the Discord. But yeah, are you playing anything else right now? We kind of talked about some older games, especially Mystic Messenger, Death Palette's more recent. I know we're not talking about it right now, but you should play Long Story Cough Cough. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I should. I it's it's definitely on my list. I have a folder of games not played yet that I need to play. And it's I just it's it's a dating sim, so I figure if you're on a dating sim kick right now, you should give it a shot. Yes, yeah, I do need to. But anyway, we can we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I when we actually play it. Yes. Well, 
I guess we could talk about Animal Restaurant if we wanted, because that's kind of a different game. It's kind of more of a tapper game. I don't remember all the mechanics because it's been a while since I played. Yeah, I mean, you can just talk about, are, are there any other like mobile games you're you're playing right now that you've been really into? Uh, right now. Let me look at my phone. <laughs> Let's see. Well, okay, this isn't a mobile game, but I do have to mention real quick that I do have all of the available Professor Layton ports on my phone and they're super good. I just want to put that out there, <laughs> you know? That's fair. I mean, we talk about games that are like the Pokemon games also on the Switch and I think it was originally on the 3DS, so it's on the phone. It counts. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because it does, I don't remember how much they cost actually. I don't think it was, was it the full $60 or was it only like 30 I don't know, but... If you never had a DS or you just never got a chance to play the series and you wanted to try it out, it is available on phone. And I think it's a really high quality port. They handle like the split screen type of deal really well. It is absolutely a game you can play just by touching a screen. Like they figured that out really well too. So like nothing involving buttons or anything. It's not awkward. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I really recommend that if that was ever a series you were interested in, you just didn't have access to it or couldn't do it for whatever reason. Yeah. I remember when it was first coming out for the DS and it seemed neat and then I just never got it. I am a little obsessed. (laughs) Is it landscape or portrait on the phone? It is portrait. Oh, fantastic. Like I said, they did like the split screen thing. So it's like the top half is the top screen and then the bottom half is the bottom screen. So it worked out really well. Cool. Because I... It's it's really hard for me to get into landscape games. No, oh, I feel it. It's a little awkward. Um, There's one. I, I recently joined a server that people were mentioning mobile games they liked. Uh, yeah. Cube Escape Seasons. Uh, so it's an escape room with like animal death I think, mentioned. I think I, pl- I think I played one of those actually. Yeah, they got a bunch. Rusty Lake, I think is what the company's called. Yeah, I definitely played one of those. Yeah, it is one you have to pay for, but it's like a buck or something. And it's a lot of fun. Because I miss escape room games because I feel like they used to be all over the internet back in the day and now there's just like so few of them. I feel like they were a big flash thing, honestly. Yeah, they were a huge flash thing. But it's a landscape game and I have to like sit down and this is my dedicated time for landscape games. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's not something you could just like tab out of and go back to whatever you were doing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely harder for that. So I will definitely have to check out Professor Layton. Yeah, oh my god. I, I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much because again it's not technically a mobile game it's just a game that's on mobile but it's really good i mean that counts like i mean there's there's plenty of games we could talk about oh have you heard of uh tears of themis themis no i have not it's a dating game that came out super recently i haven't i vaguely heard about it on twitter that a lot of people liked it but i haven't gotten into myself yet but if you're looking for another dating game you don't even want to look at that i'm not super much like a dating game person i just you know you, you get in those moods <laughs> that's fair mystic messenger and long story were both dating games that i got into just because they had super unique premises and functionality to them i felt like absolutely yeah so i'm not much of the typical like you could pick this answer and end up with this guy or you could pick this answer and end up with this guy <laughs> oh man i love it you give me visual novels you give me dating options like Dragon Age is just an extensive dating sim for me. <laughs> visual novels are good. If I get, I, I'm down for a good visual novel. Yeah, I I've been playing farm RPGs so much. Just, <laughs> just, just spend a half hour talking about farm RPG. I mean, I really could. I talked about it in the last episode too, but I like it so much. Oh, one game I did download pretty recently is Pocket City. I have so Google Play has a what is it called? Play Pass. So I pay money for a Play Pass once a year. I forget how much it is, but it's not that much. 
And there are a bunch of games that would normally be paid or normally have premium pay, but you just get it for free because you have Play Pass. Pocket City is one of those. It's a city builder, which is a lot of fun. You know, you have to have like your water and electric sources and your residential areas. Right, right. All that stuff. So it's a a new game I've been playing that I've been really liking. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of uh, those types of games, so maybe I will try that out. Yeah, again, I don't know if it like costs anything if you don't have the the Play Pass, but... um, I might have to look into the Play Pass, actually, because if we're going to keep doing this as a consistent thing, then obviously I'll be downloading more games. I know, like just writing it off on your taxes as a business. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I am an independent contractor. No, for real. Like it's, but yeah, the the Play Pass is, let me see if I can look it up in my subscriptions. Okay, so it is more than I thought it was. It's $30 a year. Oh, do they only have the yearly option then? I I don't know. I just paid for the year, so I don't have to think about it. (laughs) Fair. They might have other options. You know, I signed up for it and, um, oh, there's a monthly, it's $5 a month or $30 a year. Okay. I've just been playing so many freaking mobile games. Uh, yeah. So, um, thank you for joining me to talk about this. Uh, they're kind of two different, tonally different games, Death Palette and Mystic Messenger. Yeah, for sure. But they're both, they're both very unique and a whole lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Definitely go play them. I really, yeah, really enjoyed both of them. Um, is there anywhere uh, you want to link promo for people to find you or things you like? Uh, not at the moment. I'm having one of those ADHD moments where I've got a few different like projects in mind and can't pick one. So I don't really have any social media at the moment, but maybe I will in the future. <laughs> yeah, maybe by the time this comes out, we'll just throw a link down in the description for whatever. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe I'll never do anything in true ADHD fashion. <laughs> yeah, I mean vibe yes (laughs) (laughs) but yeah thank you so much again for for joining me uh i can't wait to have another episode i'm really liking having co-hosts on here and um yeah we will uh see you all in another two weeks yeah woohoo hey i forgot to do a proper outro because i am nothing if not professional So just a quick shout out to Danny, the Spoon Lord, my Muse level patron, uh, gets a special shout out on each episode, theoretically. (laughs) And uh, thank you so much to Dami, my uh, editor and the person who made the theme song. Um, It is Puzzlin' uh, by Domino Thief on SoundCloud, so go check that out. And um, if you want to see links to everything else, check out fakegamerbro.com card that's c-a-r-r-d dot c-o and that'll have links to you know my patreon to twitter to youtube to just about everything you could want uh thanks again for listening thank you for supporting me and if you want to support me and get some behind the scenes access to stuff along with other things i'm working on check me out at uh, jacksyax on patreon Thank you to Dami for editing the show and for our theme song, which you can find at Domino Thief on SoundCloud and in the show's notes. Also, thank you to our fakest fan tier member, Danny the Spoon Lord, for your support. If you'd like to get a shout out or just support the podcast, head on over to ko-fi.com slash jacksyaks, link also found in the show notes, and sign up for as little as $1 a month. For all other links, head over to jacksyax.com where you can always find the latest information. Thanks for listening!